Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step really, go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, Darren Hunty here from Inspired Growth Training. We are with our special Christmas edition for the PM Power podcast show. Of course, two of our absolute stars, our property manager stars, Shadi Selapore, all the way from Auckland with her um, just recently started business, Let's Rent, um, a boutique property management business in Auckland, New Zealand. And of course, Kelly Seaton, um, all the way from the leasing network based on the central coast, um, north of Sydney, New South Wales, of course, here in Australia. And we are talking about Christmas time. Um, you know, everything's starting to look a lot like Christmas, but what that means for us, you know, in a, in a typical Australian real estate agency, typically, and, 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 and Kelly and, and Shadi, you are not typical, but you know, there's a lot of real estate businesses out there that do sales and they do property management and the sales go, all right, we're just going to shut the doors and the sales receptionist gets time off and everyone, you know, can snooze and not have to worry about anything. And really, you know, not that much happens for sales, but in property management, we can't just switch off. I've always, I've always said, and, and a lot of people out there, um, um, uh, you know, you don't know how much chaos property management can be. Just shut your doors for four weeks. No one answer the phone. No one answer an email. Um, and you'll see how chaotic property management can be. So we've got to be very careful and consider over Christmas time um, our shutdown mode. And so how we can balance our time off, how we can you know, have some time out, but also make sure that the business is running so it doesn't turn to chaos when we get back. And before we get started, I do want to give a quick shout out, of course, to our Time Secrets 101 book. This is 101 of my best time and stress management tips. There's a lot of property managers out there that are stressed. Um, they're burnt out, they're disillusioned. And it, a lot of it is because you simply don't know how to take control. The, the thing about being a good property manager, you have to know how to take control. And once you're in control, it gives you a sense of mental health, well-being, because you feel confident, you feel great. Um, but when you're out of control, your agenda is being controlled by others, um, you burn out, it's stressful. So 
101 time management tips, some of my best stuff that I've learned over a whole my whole career. Uh, and the book is free. Now, it's a little handbook, fits nicely in your handbag. Um, I am offering it for free. Um, if you're happy just to pay for postage, it's $9.97 for postage. Just go to pmpowerkeys.com. That's pmpowerkeys.com. Get your free book. Um, again, it's just a small cost for postage. We'll get that out to you. All right, let's move on. Now, um, guys, um, I just want to, let's talk about the, um, the, I think we had down nine ways or 10 ways to things we got to consider to shut down over Christmas. Now, very quickly before we get into it, Australia technically has, you know, around about two weeks where we go into shutdown mode. Um, and that's generally that one or two days before Christmas, depending on when Christmas falls on the calendar. Um, and then it takes us through the Christmas, the New Year bridge out the other side of New Year's into that first week where we technically launch on New Zealand, um, uh, extend that bridge a bit longer um, and push it right out to, I've seen a lot of cases, mid-January, things like that. So whether you're going to go two, three or four weeks where you need to take your property management company from fifth gear down to first, um, that's what this podcast is all about. All of the things that you've got to consider to do it successfully so you're not unnecessarily burning yourself out. You're not coming back after a break all upset because you didn't get any time out, all of those sort of things. And this is what Kelly and Shadi are going to help with. So let's just go with the first cab off the rank um, and preparing in advance. What are some of the things, the first key, preparing in advance, what are some of the things that we need to do? Yeah. So I think to prepare in advance, you need to just set things up before you go. So whether that's being scheduling things or just making certain that you're notifying your clients um, of when you are leaving and when you're getting back so that you can actually pre-set pre up all of your things so that you're not there and it still happens and it's automated. Yep, yep. No, that's cool. You know, and I feel really dumb. Are you guys looking forward to your Christmas? I've just come straight in with content. Um, how are you guys, are you guys looking forward to your Christmas break? Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it uh, very much. And this year is the, going to be the only, the first year that I haven't relied on staff or an office to look after my staff. So I'm having to do it uh, myself. And over the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking about how can I have a, the business going efficiently while I also get a bit of sunshine and a bit of, you know, drinking a sh champagne or two. So um, I, I've gone ahead and I've notified my tenants, got in there and I have asked them if there's any issues they need to raise them now, uh, like Kelly said. So um, notifying our clients, our landlords, I have sent them out an email, have told them that, hey, um, if you really need, need me or if you need information, the owner portal is available and the ones that haven't actually activated it, I've gone to them again. Your owner portal hasn't been activated if there is really urgent and you really need to speak with me, you are welcome to give me a call. But just so that they know I'm still um, available and they know that I haven't given up on their property or tenants. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, and we'll, we'll, we'll get more into communication shortly because that's really important. Mm -hmm. uh, but preparing, and I think it's, we've got to get into our mind. If we go into Christmas time unprepared, then chaos is going to rain. And you are going to get upset and you're going to feel ripped off because you didn't have your time out. All those sort of things we've got to, uh, Kelly, you said we've got to proactively prepare 
for the two weeks, the three weeks, the four weeks, and how we're going to navigate, come out the other side. Because if we don't, then reactive is going to reign. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So um, what are some other things we're going to think about if we're going to be preparing? What are some things really officers need to be doing right now? Yeah, I think we need to automate things. So as much as possible so that you can have the tenants, if they still want to contact you, there's a way that they can do that that doesn't involve you first and foremost. So that might be something um, as simple as a autobot. So we have an autobot. Um, his name's Alex. It comes through Messenger and the tenant can, for example, ask Alex any questions that they want, even if it's where my rent paid to or lease expiring, etc. cetera. Um, and that links into the back end of our software. And so hopefully Alex can solve their issues prior to it coming to us. But even if they wanted to report that they've got no hot water or whatnot, um, he would troubleshoot with them to find out the make, the brand, the model, exactly what's wrong. He even gives them instructions how to check the pilot light, all that sort of stuff. So he gives them a lot of information. So everything needs to be automated so that we've got someone stepping in before it has to come to us. We've got Alex, the, the Autobot. Um, yep. This is involving artificial intelligence. Where can people get, you know, I, I've, Honestly, I'll be honest, I'm embarrassed. I haven't heard about that type mm. of you know, messenger bot going on. Where can yep. people get that type or that technology or that information? So if they wanted to consider that for themselves, what can they do? Yeah, so the company that we use is called Rental Heroes. I'm sure there's more than one company, but um, it's just a completely automated system. So over the Christmas break and before now, the tenants are given a, a magnet to go on their fridge, which has a QR code on it as well. So it's so simple. They just put the phone over the QR code and it sends the messenger straight to Alex and Alex interacts with them without mm. us. Alex and is very smart. I mean, I, <laughs> we've got autobots and stuff, particularly around our um, uh, messenger systems, we, uh, many chat systems, um, particularly for our one-day events and that that manages that process. But it is amazing what technology can do. So, okay, um, people get onto Google um, and uh, search on rental heroes. Um, and that's something that I'm going to look out for, but that would save you know, a lot of time being prepared ahead. Um, so let, let's move to communication. Let's talk about proactive communication. Property management's all about the people, not the property. Um, we should call it people management, not property management. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's all about being proactive with those clients, our owners and our tenants um, over that time. So what are some things, let's now bed down into this topic, guys. Let's get really detailed in communication. Where are we going to start with that? Um, I think I already mentioned that um, it was on Monday that I sent out a letter to my tenants, wished them a good time, and also just reminded them if they have any maintenance that they haven't reported, to report it now so I can attend to it, and also what to do in case of emergencies, who to call, and it um, also let them know that I was still... Um, you know, the business was still going. I kind of didn't want them to think that I'm closed and we're not available for them. Um, and the same thing with my landlords, uh, uh, that they've been communicated with, with uh, the times that we are available. And also um, over the holiday period, some of them want to know when they're going to get paid next. So, um, you know, giving them the date of when the next payments are. So doing it a couple of days prior to the actual holiday. So, not after, so that's about a week's rent that, yeah. you know, they're not missing out on. I know it could be a time of the year where some owners rely on 
you know, on the rental money. So wanted to do it earlier rather than later for them. So communicate that, communicated that with them, with the tradespeople, the, the same story, um, a list of who's working, who's not working as, as well um, in, in case of emergencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly? Yeah. Yeah, I think a very similar to what Shadi is saying. And I think if you can be uh, able to communicate exactly where your office is at during that period, then they know. So, for example, with us, we um, still receive rent daily um, and the tenants still get their rent receipts as per the legislation. So we do let our tenants know in advance that a bit of a friendly reminder that rents are still going to be done, even though we're not sitting at our desk. These things are processing in the background and they are still happening. So therefore you are still entitled or you are, you are still, um, you still must pay your rent. We still must pay your landlord. They must still pay their mortgage. So as long as they know those things ahead that, that we're not just going on a holiday and we're forgetting them all together and you can pay in January, that things still need to happen um, as usual in that sense. I think that's really important. Nothing too harsh because Christmas is about fun, but a little friendly reminder if required. Um, it's, it's ideal. If I can just jump in here, we are setting, if we're going to get through the next two, three, four weeks successfully, it's just like when we sign up a tenant, we outline all expectations up front clearly now if we're going to get successfully through the tenancy. At the start of this Christmas period, effective communication with our property owners and our tenants, our tradespeople is going to get us safely through that time. But going in with no clear expectation, we can expect to have problems. We can expect That's to have fun. stress. We can expect to have self-imposed chaos. And so let's just move beyond that and get proactive. So what are some other things that we could be um, advising our owners and our tenants and our tradespeople on? Um, I have, um, I've got a couple of vacant properties. Um, haven't found the right... Um, tenants for them yet, but I do have, I've done the ingoing inspection, there's keys in the lockboxes for the, for the property, so if I do end up renting it virtually, then I don't actually have to go and meet the tenants there, so I have let the owners know that it's a funny time of the year, so to expect a bit of delays in getting a tenant secured, So because it's those two owners are going to be a priority in my head because their house is sitting vacant. So my communication with those two are higher than the other ones, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we try and be proactive to not have any of our leases up for renewal or any tenancies ending during the December mm -hmm. Christmas period. Um, so we do have one vacant property, however, but it's not ready just yet. But that property, we have already got inspections ready to go for January so that people can book into those inspections. So when we come back, we hit the ground running and those properties are being actively shown straight away. And they can apply online and submit their applications yep. and things like that. So it's about yep. doing all those steps and have those things running in the background already um, so that you don't have to get back and go, oh, where do I start, you know, and get frazzled. Yep. So it's, it's already those steps by being proactive are already doing their functions as they should. So I, I think, let, let's again, let's layer this out layer by layer by layer, okay? So people are very clear on the steps that they need to do. So we first talked about being prepared. The next thing we talked about effective communication with our owners and our tenants about what to expect and what's happening, all right? We, and, and we would do that, we could do that by email. We could do it by educational videos as well. Um, and, uh, and wishing people, you know, a great Christmas and new year. 
Um, and then moving to the control of communication with email responders and message banks. Let's talk about that for a sec before we move on to the next topic. Um, what's a typical message bank message do you think that would be appropriate if people do email us with an issue over the Christmas break? What's a good message do you think that you may use? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Sorry, I'm away. Um, I, I guess a message around uh, the fact that you're not available at the moment. And um, if it's to do, uh, this is my standard one, if it's to do with, if you're a landlord and it's to do with requiring a piece of information or you want to check up on a payment, uh, go back to your owner portal and with tenants, if it's to do with urgent maintenance, please ring this this number. Alternatively, uh, leave a message, send me an email, and I will respond to you on my return on the 15th of January, whatever that date may be. Um, uh, yeah, so I basically I'll return your inquiry when I'm back in the office on this date. I, I, I'm sorry, I got distracted. I'm looking for this article that I, I came across this morning in the news about all these awesome autoresponders that you can use over Christmas time. And they're so funny. And I regret, I just now, of course, because I'm under the pressure of a recording, I can't find the jolly thing. Oh. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it's to have a bit of fun around, but you control using your message responder. If people, it's all about, guys, um, to reduce conflict, to reduce stress, to reduce complications, to reduce chaos you've got to give right expectations up front you see um, conflict 95 percent of conflict occurs because something happened outside of someone's expectation okay and so you've got to be clear on right expectations proactively up front so your email your educational video or whatever um, and particularly um, people need reminders because they may not have got that original email. So when they send you an email, and I believe people should have an autoresponder on 24-7 uh, because it lets people know, hey, look, I'm, I am I'm caught up in the day-to-day -day business of property management, so I'm unable to return your email um, quickly. However, please leave, um, you know, know that I'll get back to you within 24 hours, but if it's an emergency, something like that, that's what we can have mm -hmm. on 24-7. But we're in the Christmas break. We're going to move to, hi, you've caught me out. Uh, on a Christmas break and I'm having some time off, you know, make, make it jovial, make it funny or whatever. Um, and, uh, and this is what we're doing for maintenance. Uh, if it's an emergency, this is what you can do. So reconfirm our Christmas communication in an autoresponder. So then the, the great thing is that once it's done well and we can just go, all right, switch on, it gives us a sense of, oh, you know, and now you can even better switch off because you've got better mental health knowing, hey, um, Alex, the auto, you know, the auto bot's got that end and, and, and the auto responder's looking after that. And if I get a good message um, mm. here, hey, look, um, I will be uh, not taking any calls um, between, you know, this date and this date. Um, however, please email me on. Here's my email address. And in the auto responder you get from there, that will give you instructions on what you need to do. So I've got my gate sorted. So my my, my auto auto bot Alex the auto bot that's sorted. I've got my auto responder sorted. I've got my proactive email that's already gone out to owners and tenants sorted. I've got an effective message bank which says, "Sorry, don't even bother leave a message. Just email me, and then we'll we'll let you know from there." Now you can switch that off. You've even got a better, you know, anxiety lifting off your shoulders. 
you're feeling great and you're feeling control and you know that you'll be able to have a, a good holiday. Yeah. At, at the end of that in our messages, um, I would put, if it is extremely an urgent situation, this is my mobile number, send me a text. Yeah. Because my mobile will be with me on the break. I will be taking photos of the kids on the beach or whatever we're doing, you know what I mean? So I would say if you're really desperate, this is the last action to take. So you're you know you're I mean? emphasizing that. So people have to use a, a, a level of, you're, you're emphasizing people need to use common sense. Yeah. Now, though, common sense is I'm a person, I've got time off, I need time off. Please don't bug me unless it, I really need to be bugged for it. So that's the polite way of saying that. Yeah. And, and I think most people are going to be reasonable and use a level of, um, you know, initiative and common sense around that. Um, and, um, you know, you're just reducing, you're not going to eliminate your problems, but reducing substantially. So, you know, really good point there. I think for the owners, they just want to know that if, if something does go wrong and very chaotic in their property, is someone eventually going to be able to help that tenant out? They just want to know that they can not have any stress even though you're not technically full-time in the office. So, yep. yeah, that's important for them to just be able to understand that, that they can get through to someone if they need to. Let, let, let's continue on, guys. Um, so what I want to do now is just go through topic by topic by topic, okay? And, um, and let's just lay down these layers. So, um, okay, routine inspections. What's going to happen to those? What's the best thing you can do right now? And how do you manage those? Yeah, I don't have any routine inspections i've pushed them a uh, few before uh all done by mid-december that were due in december um and then the other ones in january are due uh, that were due in january are actually after the 15th of january um but basically i want to have a bit of time off and also um fam you know our tenants they would have friends staying with them, family staying with them. So they want a break from their property manager as well. Um, it's it's a mutual, uh, beneficial for both me and them. So cool. no routines for Shadi. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Kelly, and I'm assuming you're the same? Yeah, we're the same. So we do do them um, up until, you know, like this week we've ended, obviously, um, which is nice because you get to see the tenants um, in the home and they're getting quite excited for Christmas and that sort of thing. But yeah, nothing pretty much until the mid-January. Um, I, I think, I personally think, and this is all opinion, but between probably mid-December and mid-January, it, it's it's an intrusion on our yeah. on our tenants. I think, yeah, I think so. That. You know, we these people are a partner in the process. Uh, That's we right. love them. You know, we don't want to intrude on them. Routine, long as we're, the thing is the whole point, you can do anything you like, long as you've communicated it up ahead. You've got to shape your world with communication let your owners know we won't be doing routines through this time and here is why and yeah, no reasonable person is going to argue with that yeah and i find the other thing with that is if you're doing routines during that time and you've got repairs and maintenance well guess what the plumber and the electrician's not there so there's no there's no team behind you to help you get through what you need to do after that step so routines don't work over christmas new year period for anybody so it's just smart that we just yeah we just plan ahead again if we've got no agenda we've got no plan um you're going to experience chaos and that's no fun. And property management is just not supposed to be that way. Okay, moving on. Okay, so we talked about routines. Now let's talk about lease renewals and rent reviews. Well, we don't have any leases end in that period. So um, for us, no lease can end in December. 
um, and we try and get them through till January. So sometimes that might mean you've taken an 11 month lease or a 13 month lease or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we, wherever possible, um, stop those around that time um, so that they don't have to occur, especially you don't want to send a tenant uh, for an increased letter. At as, as common sense as that sounds, I think it's fair to say an inexperienced property manager, they suddenly had a property become available, all right, on the 20th. And they got someone in on the 22nd, the 23rd, and it's a 12-month lease. They'll make it end on the 22nd without thinking ahead. And it's it happens all the time. It just sounds so common sense, but so many people don't do that. And for me, certainly with my agency, I make it very clear I don't want any leases coming available in any quiet time at all. I mean, Christmas, December, November, I tell you, I only want January or the end of January because that's the high time for that particular market. Rents are so strong and I, I, I only, so if we do have a 10 or a nine or an 8.5 length lease, well, so be it. Um, and because it's not traditional, you've got to plan ahead. So, you know, being really, really careful with that. Shadi, did you want to add something? Hi everyone, Michael from Teams by Design. We've just recently launched our after-hour phone service. What that means for you is we can now answer your phone calls from 5 p.m. Monday through Friday and all day Saturday and Sunday. We can help you with inquiries such as property inquiry, leasing inquiry, maintenance support and new business inquiries. So please make sure you head to teamsbydesign.com, leave your information, we'll arrange a Zoom and catch up and show you how we can help you through this. No, I was just going to say that you've got to be pretty um, uh, pretty newbie if you are going to have an agreement end in December or around January. Um, I think it's a rookie mistake property managers make, so I don't have any leases. Plus, I'm not, not a big uh, a fan of fixed terms, so I don't have any at all, and I would never have one in that position in that date. Just yep. not good for anybody. Okay, no, that's cool. All right, well, and now rent reviews. Let's, let's. I mean, rent reviews always, you know, go hand in hand as a partner with lease renewal. So, you know, what, what about rent reviews? And and do we do owners expect you to be putting up rents at that time? How would we communicate that? Rent reviews in New Zealand are going to be once a year now. You know, after February. And um, I had some that were due in December to have been, uh, September to have been issued. And with the permission of the owners, they're already in place, but I'm not going to send those letters out until after January again. Because in one hand, I've got the same owners sending them a Christmas voucher, like a gift voucher. And in the same letter, or pretty much on the same week, they're getting issued with a rent increase. I just didn't think it was the right thing to do. Um, yeah, so I've moved um, to after January, knowing the fact that after that time, then I will have a whole year before I'm able to do the reviews again. So pretty well prepared for that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well done. That's cool. Again, it's all about communication, isn't it? What you're going to do and what yeah. you're going to do. And I think these are good topics too to have into what's called a property owner's handbook. Um, and uh, you know what, oh, Chris, yeah. what Christmas mode is. Um, add that to your property owner's handbook. Um, Shadi, I'm going to see you write that point down because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's something that I haven't included in the property owner's handbook. So uh, it's so yeah. good that book. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's great. Look, if people want more information on the property mm. in handbook, the tenant handbook, just go to pmpowerkeys.com. Um, we've got them. They are, they are base documents. The property in this handbook is around about 27 pages of base word document text, which means we've done all the writing for you. You've just got to change it to your office practices. You've got to you know, amend it to your legislation, add your brand, add your photos, make it yours, but we supply the base word documents. It's all about saving you the time to not have to write stuff from scratch. We've got the property owner's handbook. We've got the tenant handbook in there as well. And Shadi, that's, it's about 40 hours. And the great thing is, of course, you helped us with the, uh, with, with the, the New Zealand version um, of those as well. And um, uh, yes. particularly the property owner's handbook. So we've got New Zealand versions, of course, Australian versions. Let's move on. All right. So I'm crossing that one off my list. I love to cross things off my list. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk Probably about those laundry there as well. Oh, I, do. I just, I just love a list and crossing things off. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, um, you know, late rent because <laughs> I remember once, I mean, I was the barking dog. I was the terrier that just would annoy the crap out of you until you paid. You're better off paying if you want quiet and peace of mind. Um, because in Australia, New Zealand, Americans don't realise we cannot charge the tenants nothing. There's no fee. There is no late rent fee. Nothing. They are a protected species like the kiwi bird and the koala. Um, they're protected. And Kelly's thinking, well, that's just our normal world. Well, in America, they some agents make more money out of tenant fees than what they do owner fees. Um, and wow. so when it comes to late rent. Um, you know, we just can't have people getting behind. And the Christmas period is the birthplace for the February eviction period. All right. Is it Christmas gives birth to evictions. And that is a well-known situation um, across many countries of first world countries when it comes to tenants paying rent, because they, they know 365 days, 10, 20, 50 years in advance that Christmas is coming but yet they still don't prioritize their money. They don't budget. Um, and they say, well, I've had to do Christmas spending so sad, too bad. Um, and suddenly we're at risk, even more of the rents getting behind. And then they fool themselves because serial late rent defenders, they, they, they have a, a level of self-deception and they have this little voice in the head thinking, I'll be okay. We'll just, this boy, I'll be okay. And then they don't realize how you know, screwed they are until afterwards they're realizing, no, I can't catch up. And now they're headed to the cliff top of eviction and all of the awful problems that brings everybody, the owner, the tenant, the property manager, the tenant's children. All righty. It's just bad, bad, bad. So with all that in mind, um, you know, should we be chasing late rent over the Christmas period, guys? We send friendly reminders if necessary. So we're very fortunate that our tenants do pay on time, but obviously Christmas could throw us down when it works. But we do, we would send a friendly reminder and say, hey guys, you missed it. It was due three days ago. And um, the owner's mortgage is still due, et cetera. So, and they will get that. And I guess at a point, if it's becoming um, that they're not adhering to that and paying the money, then we just let them kindly know that that will unfortunately go on their ledger and that will affect the future of their tenancy. So yeah, we will follow the normal step with a little bit of a um, festivity and a nice friendliness about it versus the hard letter. Um, but yeah, that will go in an email and a text if so necessary. I think a nice, polite, festive, jovial letter is great for 97% of your tenants. But you've got a third that probably laugh at that because um, they don't, you know, they don't have a memory problem, so they don't need to be reminded. 
All right. You never have to send them reminders saying, hey, just reminding you all. They know that they should have paid. They yeah. didn't get. All right. They didn't wake up and go, there's a thousand dollars in my bank account. Where did that come from? Oh my goodness me. They don't. No memory problem. They don't have a, a, a physical memory cognitive brain problem. Right. And so they don't need reminders. And um, they, they don't have a money problem because they get paid as regularly as what the salary per. So they got the money, but they still don't pay. Yep. So with that, and also the problem with Christmas period, I'm just going to spend a little bit of time on this because it's interesting. There has been some things in the media on this recently, and I think we need to talk about it. Um, in Adelaide, um, a, a number of years ago, I was reading an article and we have um, bushfire danger in Adelaide, like we do on the Central Coast, like we do in many parts of the East Coast of Australia. We have a real danger of bushfires in the summer hot season. Um, everybody knows that. And, but we have people out there, everybody knows it, but there is a certain very small population of um, the uh, people out there that are um, arsonists. And they will go and deliberately take advantage of a hot day and go and put people's um, lives at risk and deliberately start a bushfire. And these people are a danger to society, but because we are a civil society, we don't go and execute people. All right. So these people may have been caught. Shada, you're amused by this. They may have been caught. They've been convicted, but they're still free in society and they still have these tendencies, a lot of them. So how do you manage this with knowing you've got serial arsonists or arsonists, convicted arsonists living in the community, living in bushfire zones? How do you control that? So I just read this article and the police, what they did is that they weren't being nice and they weren't being polite and they weren't being festive, jovial with these types of people. So they would go and door knock before the hot period, before the bushfire risk periods, and door knock and say, how are you going? Guess who we are? We're the police. And we just want to let you know, over the next few months, we've got you down as a convicted arsonist. Um, and because of that, um, you're at risk, or we're at risk of more bushfires from people like you. So because of that, if we see you driving down the street, if we see you going into the mall, if we see you go shopping, if we see your car or whatever, just letting you know, we're we watching you, have a great Christmas. And I thought, have we got the right to speak to people like that? And I say, yes, because of what they have already proven that they can do. And a bushfire, as we know, can kill hundreds of people. It can destroy communities. It can destroy lives. It can destroy infrastructure. It is bad, bad, bad. So that is a really, really, really bad thing to occur. So if that's the worst thing that can happen, then possibly offending people under those circumstances, under those parameters is okay in the whole scheme of things, right? So I took that. We've got serial light rent offenders that have already proven to us they don't have a money problem. They don't have a memory problem. They have a priority problem. And their priority is they have addictions, alcohol, 
cigarettes. And we're Americans thinking cigarettes. Well, yes, in Australia, I think New Zealand, the cost of cigarettes are huge. I mean, we're talking 80, 90% tax. So we're talking 25 to 30 bucks for a packet of cigarettes. And you're thinking, yeah, the person has a serious cigarette habit. Well, guess what? The rent could easily be damaged by a cigarette habit. Um, we've got alcohol, we've got cigarettes, we've got gambling, we've got drugs, we've got expensive living, we've got wrong spending choices that can actually get in the way of us not getting the rent paid on time. Here is the deal. Once a tenant gets past that fool me stage of, hey, I'll be okay, I'll catch up, and then they can't, we're headed for eviction. And then when eviction occurs, what we get is um, we get, uh, we have surveyed this, it's 19 to 30 hours serving forms, driving to the property, getting <clears throat> tenants there, going to tribunal, the drive time, go in, do the hearing, drive back, go to the property several times on the phone to the owner regularly. We then got the actual eviction itself, meeting the sheriff or the bailiff at the property, doing the fine. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. It's anywhere between 19 to 32 hours. That could be anywhere near up to one working week. And then we've got the owner damaged. We've got your reputation damaged. We've got, uh, because they don't think they've just got a bad tenant, they've got a bad agent as well. You're going to get thrown under the bus for this. You've got the tenant angry with you. Yeah, it's their fault. And what about their children? All right? They're, and they are going to grow up remembering these awful moments of being removed from their home and suddenly having a great home and suddenly they didn't. And so that is a bushfire situation. And because of that, then is it okay to offend these serial late rent offenders? And I say, yes. So I created a letter uh, many years ago, which was along the lines of, and I, I remember it, it was written along the lines of, hi, um, just, you know, letting you know, we've got Christmas time coming up. And Christmas time is known in property manager circles um, to be eviction season. And it's not a pleasant time for property managers. It's well known February time is an eviction time where people are, um, can't pay their rent, they're evicted, um, and everybody gets affected, including property managers. Property managers can enjoy their time through this less because of it. We don't want the ha that happen. So in this Christmas time, please make sure you pay your rent and make sure that's priority. Um, and the words along the lines of, you know, have a great Christmas. And, you know, that letter with a company in New Zealand, not making any names, um, uh, was sent to a tenant. And the way I read the article, it looks like sent it to all tenants. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Um, that letter is only meant to go to serial late rent offenders and people that need that message because I'm trying to shake them out of their slumber. I'm trying to shock them that, hey, this is the reality of the situation. We don't want you to go into eviction because everybody loses. An eviction is bad, bad, bad. And because of that, hey, you're, you've got a record here of being a serial late rent defender. So that letter really should go a few weeks before Christmas to those people. Are they going to get upset with it? Probably. Are they going to get their nose out of joint? Probably. Could they give that letter to the media? Probably. But we've got to look at the full picture here. All right? So... With that in mind, guys, what's your attitude towards zero late rent offenders in Christmas time? What would you do? I, I still do my rent arrears because um, I have an obligation to the owner of the property, and also have an you know have an obligation to the their insurance policy as well. 
I recall uh, during my time working with a company where we had credit control and they would do the arrears on a daily basis, text messages, phone calls, knocking on the door. And one particular insurance company, um, at the end we evicted those tenants, but that owner lost out on $2,000 worth of rent because the 14-day notice that we issued to remedy the breach of that you know, uh, arrears wasn't issued on the right day. It was two days late. So I know the importance of having to do that. But um, with the tenants, I think, you know, talking about that letter, I would send it to the people that um, are, you know, constantly in arrears. And I'll probably give them a phone as well, but I wouldn't send it to everybody. No, and I, I just say, you only send that. I want to make this drop dead mm. coming clear. We love our tenants. That's correct. We respect our tenants. They are yeah. our partner in the property management process. We yeah. do not send a letter like that to our tenants. We only send it to the people that need to read it because we are at risk of eviction. And eviction is the worst thing that can happen. I actually say eviction is a cancer. Um, and if we have a zero tolerance to which can involve harsh measures, which could involve offending somebody, that zero tolerance is pro-tenant because the tenant's still in the home and the tenant's children are still in the home and the owner still has an income and everybody's happy. But if we have any level of tolerance into the process, it allows these people with their own bad habits, their own addictions or whatever to take over, headed for the cliff top of eviction, that is a worst case, it's a worst situation. So, Tolerance is anti-tenant. Zero tolerance is pro-tenant. I just wish the media would get that right, but they're not interested in that sort of thing. And that is the truth. So guys, please don't send that sort of a letter to the tenants. You only send it to your serial late rent offenders and you know who they are. They're your rock stars that appear on your late rent list all the time. They're the people that you're always having that conversation with. They're the people that you get frustrated with and they're the people that we need to stay on top of. So anyway, I I've said enough of that, have I? I, I? I can hear your passion about that. I'm so you know, passionate because I'm angry if those that letter's been sent to just tenants. It's not meant for that. Yeah, I know. and we also have to we also have to reward the ones that are good as well. Yeah, so absolutely. I would have, you know, offered overall all of my tenants say, hey, don't miss your rent from December to January. Go in the draw to win a thousand dollars. That would have been like a nice sweetener as well if you can afford it. Um, I guess you, you you love your tenants all the one you know do your festive stuff, your jovial stuff. Thank them, yeah. you know, give them whatever, you know, let's look after them. But I just wanted to clarify that because that letter of mine made it into the media and it's possible. I'm not sure if it got misused. All right. But that is a weapon to stop people going into eviction. All righty. Because yeah. there's too many people out there that think eviction is okay. It is not okay. I remember, you know, listen to this. I mean, we've gone on a bit of a tangent here. I'm having my rant. I was actually even thinking about having a podcast just on the Christmas rent arrears thing because I've been fired up about this, okay? Uh, Kelly, you're amused, right? But listen, oh, listen, 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 listen to this. I remember a few years ago, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if they did a reality TV program on property management? 
And I think because we got this crazy stuff that happens day after day. Would you agree? Do you think property management would make a good topic for reality TV series? And guess what? Um, One day I saw a program based in New Zealand called Renters. Renters, And I switched it on. I thought, woohoo, I'm really excited here. I need some good entertainment. And I just sat um, and looked at That Renters, there is an issue with the Privacy Act now. Yeah. if, If I can just finish what I'm saying, I just looked at it for 15 minutes and I said, this is crap. Because all yeah. they were doing was focusing on evicting people. And I want to say that if you have a high eviction rate in your rent roll, something is very bad with your procedures. I think the so. Property managers, guess what? The best property managers are never at tribunal or hardly ever. Because they won't allow a tenant go anywhere near the eviction zone. They're like barking dogs. Because they realize is that They've got to be really, really proactive. So eviction is bad. I don't like or think, oh, eviction season's coming. Well, what haven't you done as a property manager? What have you allowed? Now, look, what can I say? A bad tenant's still going to get in there every now and then. It's like there's still going to be a hole in the net every now and again. You know, Kelly, you know what it's like. doesn't matter how many years property management experience you got. Every now and now and again, someone gets through the net, right? Or, or you inherit one. I've got a mediation um, coming up at 3 p.m. It's an inherited tenant. Oh, I yeah, put them good tenants yeah. can turn bad with a change of circumstances. Overnight. The Overnight. can cause a change or whatever. So let's not yeah. get into the thing that there is no such thing as no eviction, but we can control so much by good property management practice. So let, let's mm-hmm. move on because... Um, We've talked about late rent. I remember I got criticized once because I was making phone calls, chasing tenants on late rent a few days after Christmas. And I remember the receptionist going off at me because that, you know, people need to be left alone during the Christmas period. And I'm thinking, really? What planet are you from? Because bank managers don't give a crap about, you know, this and mortgages have to be paid and owners don't get any reprieve over Christmas. So, and I got penalized for that because I was calling up, you know, on 28th to the 29th of December. Well, can I tell you a story? Um, I had a tenant uh, a couple of years ago that complained to my manager at my previous work that I found them about their rent arrears. They wanted to talk to the boss. And now guess where they are? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> back with you as the boss so yeah, yeah let's, move was, let's move on because i think is anything more you want to say on serial late rent offenders or people yeah. getting behind in rent at christmas time is anything more you want to add or we'll move on to the next topic no i think i think that i think, I think i've covered it and uh, kelly's amused i love that smile on your face kelly All right. i just think you need to be proactive if you've already been proactive it doesn't happen you know so if you have that if you have that serial late one maybe you should have said to them on the second of december hey 2021 is coming Let's not be in a reason 2021. How can I help you get to this fix? You know, I was involved in a rent roll purchase right back in 2003. 40% of the tenants were behind in rent. And we're talking major issues, major bushfires. And the property manager was the sweetest lady. She should not have been a property manager. (laughs) So anyway, all right, moving on. Sweet ladies, don't make good property managers. All right, let's talk about repairs. So we got proactive and reactive. Let's talk about reactive repairs. And I think Kelly, you made a good point in our planning session for this podcast around um, people that like to not report repairs. Or is that you, Shadi? But anyway, how do we um, how are we going to dig out these repairs so they don't suddenly go, oh, this needs to be done over the Christmas period? What do we do? 
I did, I think it was me that said, I've already written to the tenants on Monday. I said, hey, look, we've got a short window of, of, of opportunity. Tradesmen are going to be away. Things will take longer to repair. If there's anything that you forgot to report, you need to get in now. And I've had a few come back. One of them wants me to cut some bushes because their car gets <laughs> scraped on the side. So... <laughs> But, but hey, at least they've got that they've been given that opportunity um in case it was something you know more um serious, so yeah, and then I won't get the call on Christmas day or that yeah yeah okay. now, uh, I mean so there's really two types of repairs, and that there's reactive and there's probably maintenance where we are proactive because people realize think that repairs are maintenance the same things are not reactive is a tenant's got a a, a broken tap or in america a faucet they call up they want that fixed that's a repair um, but maintenance is where we're proactively planning ahead um you know for example a program now kelly in the land of uh you know um what's it's um um forget the australian national Anthem. australia in in australia with our sun and our wet and our extremes of temperatures and things like that sorry shardy just put your finger in your ears and go la 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 because uh you don't see the heat extremes that we get here but um air conditioners um yep. my goodness me they are they going to break down when do they break down they break down between boxing day and new year's <laughs> um Every year, so know, it's like the tenant rings up. Oh, Kelly, my air conditioner's broken down. I need someone today. Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> we actually um, implement um, proactively into our leases that they are to turn their air conditioner on every thirteen weeks um, to make sure it works, even if they're not using it in the heat of summer or in the cool of winter, just so that it does function. And then we do remind them earlier on in November to say, hey, make sure your air conditioner is working because if you tell us on Boxing Day that it's yeah. 41 it's degrees... It's going to break down in extremes of heat. And it, yeah. it, it, it's just... Every air, anyone that has anything to do with their fixing air conditioners and coolers and stuff in summer is just full on. So, um, you know, that's a good point. And even with evaporative air conditioners, so my home... Um, I'm in a Mediterranean type client. So typically we can have evaporative air conditioners. I don't know, Shadi, if you have those in Auckland. Um, uh, it, yes, we do. It, we use okay. Them, yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh, now. She's like, Darren, it doesn't snow 365 days a year in Auckland. <laughs> it doesn't snow in Auckland at I, all. At all. I know, I know. At, at all, yeah. Um, my, my point is, um, now with evaps, for example, um, I know that if they are not serviced twice a year, um, they are going to get mineral buildup around the pump um, because they're submerged um, and now they will break down in the heat. So um, they have to have a maintenance program in. There's so many offices that only service an evaporative air conditioner when something breaks down, but they need constant maintenance, particularly ready for that Christmas New Year period or January period where it gets really, really hot and it, you've got to work. They break down, the tenant could be inconvenience for a long time that's for sure yeah and if you just give them some tips on how to clean the filters and how to make the unit work as best like obviously um they say you should use your unit at 22 to 23 degrees not 18 degrees so if it's 40 degrees outside and you've got your unit running at 18 it's not going to work yeah. so little tips like that is um something that we do in advance to make certain that we're not going to be servicing an air conditioner in between that yeah. that yeah. week so what else can typically happen over Christmas time that perhaps may not happen at other times? Oh, yeah. What are some other maintenance that we should be proactive with? 
I've got Oven. one of this. Ovens oh. break down. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Ours just break down. It's like, you know, and now we've got to get ready for Christmas dinner. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It only happens when you're putting the turkey in, right? <laughs> yeah, all the day. It's, yeah. it, it, it has happened um, with me a couple of times, actually. Yeah. One thing we find is um, tenants, because we are in a hot climate, is they um, purchase um, for Christmas blow-up swing pools for backyard swing pools. So um, that's a big no-no here because it does um, not comply with our council swing pool regulations. So uh, we try and be as proactive as we can to let the tenants kindly know before Christmas, please don't go and purchase a blow-up. It's blow-up pools, it's spas, it's... Um, we've even had people contact us they, they have installed um, one of those blow-up full-size above-ground pools. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, and then now they want permission um, to After keep it the there. It's already been erected and they've spent a thousand bucks getting it there, mm -hmm. um, a temporary pool. And, and then they get angry when the owner says no. So, you know, because we've got regulations, we've got pool fencing, we've got all of this stuff. And so I think you're right there, Kelly, particularly at the start of the tenancy, we need to be outlining um, you know, this sort of stuff, even a paddling pool. I'm sorry, so sad, too bad. You know, your, your parade's going to get stopped, but um, these are the rules, aren't they? Yeah, they're absolutely the rules. And it feels really, I feel like the Christmas Grinch saying, you need to pull that down. And I know your four-year-old would absolutely love that today in the 30-degree heat, but it's going to break all the council rules. It's going to be a concern and a liability risk if that child drowns in that pool. Um, there's so many different levels and elements to that that it's just a uh, landlord's worst nightmare. And, and guess what? You know, I think the reality in today's age that if something did happen, let's say a visitor's child drowned, mm -hmm. um, and that somehow at some stage you will have a lawyer yep. contacting your office and finding a technicality to hold you responsible, and you'll get dragged into the whole sordid affair. Um, and that's why we've got to be really tough on that sort of thing. People don't realise the ramifications that happen one year, two year, three down, three years down the track as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you could also be um, water restrictions. Yeah. So they may not be allowed to fill the pool if you're in an area there's a water restriction or, you know, and then obviously the water bill might come in and they might not want to pay that $500 yeah. Yeah. over, you know. So there's so many things we try and uh, pre warn the tenants to please don't do that. Now, here's the funny thing too, guys. We've got Americans and Canadians listening to this and thinking, you're talking about swimming pools and heat. Well, yeah, we're in the, we're in the Southern Hemisphere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we, we've got these silly European Christmases that we all, that we all celebrate with snowmen and snow and, and sleighs and reindeer. Um, I just think where the hell that comes from because it's got nothing to do with Southern Hemisphere living. But we've yeah. got summer here, you know, and, and Shadi, yes, it, it, you know, Auckland isn't that cold. It's a lot. No, it's not at the moment. And we are we do have water restrictions, but lucky for us, water care and the media are doing our work for us, reminding yeah. people that we have water restrictions. Um, I, I know not to panic when I get the water bills. Um, it, at the end of January or February when they are like super high because I know they would have tenants would pull, uh, put pools up as well. We've got swimming pool act as well, uh, swimming pool. Yeah. So but look, moving on, we've got to get because we do have to and get on to the next point. But of course, yes. homes are a risk of bushfire as well. You know, you got gutter, all those restrictions and things that you have to get bushfire. All those things have to be managed 
um, you know, at the start um, before Christmas period, because if bushfires are going to hit, it, it could be between Christmas and halfway through January and all those sort of things. Let's move on. Let's, let's move on now to talking about, um, I think we talked about vacant property. So certainly encouraging people don't allow property to become vacant um, during, so be very careful about your lease end dates um, and keep them out of that period. Um, and um, yeah, um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add around vacant properties, guys? I think just to be proactive and have the um, property advertised, ready to go, so and the inspections available, so that they can register during yeah. that break. So that if if it's the fourth of January and you're showing the property and you've got twenty people already there, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One last tip, guys. Let's just move on now. Scheduling social media, being proactive with that. So, um, Kelly, you wanted to share on that. Yeah, so we have um, scheduled our social media uh, posts ready to go and we've already done, like, we do weekly video, update videos. So uh, this week we've done three videos. <laughs> so um, had to change our outfit, of course. Um, but three videos in a row just so that we don't have to um, do that while we're at the beach um, or whatever, you know. So just having those things ready and, yeah, it sounds, felt a bit silly saying, well, now that Christmas is over and New Year's coming, you know, but um, they're just done and ready to go. So we don't have to think about putting time and effort into those during that period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. All right, guys, anything else you want to cover before we roll up? Um, no, no. Uh, just with my with my own social media, I'm more like a in-the-mood type of social media person. So I just do it when it's like if I'm at the beach, I'll be sharing about the beach. That's how I connect with people and with this holidays having been a startup I'm actually I want to let the world know that I'm available for a phone call because I'm looking for new listings um I guess yeah that's that's me and um I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Darren thanks again for having me that's cool I I, I certainly appreciate what you've got to share from a New Zealand perspective um and and Kelly um you know from an Australian perspective that's great so I'm Really glad we've got the two countries here. And we've cut a lot of stuff. It has been a long podcast, but it really is all about, guys, if you are reactive, you are not going to have a good Christmas, okay? You're not going to have good time off. Um, and property management um, has to be controlled. Otherwise, you will be controlled. So um, just, to, and of course, when we control, then that stress. Again, just a quick shout out. Um, get hold of this book. It is my best 101 tips on a, you know, finding more time, getting two to three times more done than you ever thought possible. Also to manage your stress so you can be the best property manager you can be. Go to pmpowerkeys.com pmpowerkeys.com. Um, all we ask is pay for the postage. Um, it's uh, uh, That's $9.97. We'll get this book out to you. Um, and um, I'm done. Do you sign your books? How much for a signed one? Uh, um, if you order, um, they're all signed. Um, I do spend <laughs> time with a, a special message in each. And um, oh, yeah. already, and I do 100 at a time. Send them off to, uh, to Brisbane where they shipped out from there. So all good. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Kelly um, and Shadi. Awesome expertise. And again, everybody, have a great Christmas, New Year break. Be proactive so you can enjoy it and come back refreshed. And we'll, uh, um, I reckon this will be our last PM Power podcast for the year. Everybody take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Right. Bye. Bye.